Modafinil, drugs that wake you up. There are several ways to discover new drugs that can influence our health differently. Of most importance is modafinil, a drug dubbed as a smart pill that does amazing things to various individuals, both the sick and the healthy ones. Now, it's wake-up time. Say goodbye to drowsiness with the medicine that wakes you up. This guide talks about modafinil use to stay awake, especially among the military, testing this drug against sleep, the public reaction to it, and revelations about Dale Edgar's modafinil studies. Using Drugs to Stay Awake Among the Military There are various drugs that wake you up. Modafinil was first discovered as a wakefulness-promoting agent. In the U.S. military, this medicine is approved for use on certain Air Force missions. As of November 2012, it became the only medicine approved by the U.S. Air Force as a potent go-pill for fatigue management and an alternative to amphetamine drugs. A go-pill alludes to a wakefulness-promoting agent, primarily used to manage fatigue, particularly in a military combat readiness context. It's juxtaposed with a no-go pill, a class of meds used to promote sleep in support of combat action. Taking such a tablet by the military ensures they achieve sufficient rest in preparation for forthcoming tasks or rest and recovery. A go pill is widely known to contain amphetamine or modafinil. Amphetamine is a strong psychostimulant med, having been used historically, such as during the Second World War, but is no longer officially agreed as satisfactory for use by the U.S. Air Force. Modafinil is a safe and very effective wakefulness-promoting med, a nootropic or eugeroic, that's now dubbed as the world's first safe smart drug. This med is publicized by healthy individuals, nootropic enthusiasts using it as a cognitive enhancer or productivity booster in its wake. In November 2012, drugs officially approved as no-go meds by the U.S. Air Force for special operations include temazepam, zaloplon, and zolpidem. Worldwide militaries have used or are currently using various psychoactive meds to enhance the execution of soldiers at a mission by suppressing hunger, boosting the potential to sustain effort without food, suppressing fear, enhancing and lengthening wakefulness and concentration, ameliorating reflexes and memory recall, and reducing empathy, among other things. To various militaries, modafinil does the same job as amphetamine does. In 2011, the Indian Air Force declared that this smart pill was part of their meds used in contingency plans. This medicine was displaying no serious negative effects and had already been tried by pilots in the USA. The use of modafinil by the U.S. military became evident in January 2003. This is when the U.S. Air Force Majors Harry Schmidt and William Umbach from Illinois National Guard faced court-martial after a friendly fire incident that took place in Afghanistan which killed several people. This matter was taken to court. During a pretrial hearing, Umbach's lawyers revealed confidential information pertaining to one of the Pentagon's unique secrets. The pilots, who caused an accident, had been on speed the moment they dropped the fatal bomb. According to the lawyer, the pilots' judgment was impaired because their superiors influenced them to make ready for the mission by taking dexedrine, a convention he described as common. Although it works, this medicine is no longer approved. Dexedrine 
dextroamphetamine is a central nervous system, CNS, stimulant, and an amphetamine enantiomer prescribed for the treatment of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and narcolepsy. This drug is also used as an athletic performance and cognitive enhancer, just like what modafinil does, and recreationally as an aphrodisiac and euphoriant. During the court hearing, charges against Harry Schmidt and William Umbach were dropped. Why? The revelation promoted public outrage. The pilots were using the recommended pills to remain alert. This came as no surprise to anyone. Officers were known to always seek effectual ways to keep their troops awake. The Chinese sentries along the Great Wall administered the herb Ma Huang, ephedrine. Similarly, the Air Force itself was widely known to be using the Go pills since World War II. Preparing for their mission over Afghanistan and Iraq, the U.S. Air Force gave Schmidt and Umbach an F-16 fighter jet coupled with something worth mentioning, a prescription pill known as uppers or speed. An investigation found the speed pills were standard issue for Air Force fighter pilots. They helped them to prolong their wakefulness on long combat sorties. Schmidt was an upskilled Top Gun fighter pilot, called to join his colleague in a mission to Afghanistan. Umbach was called up at the same time, leaving behind his full-time job as a United Airlines pilot. They both viewed their military service with pride. Being military, we have always lived in the flight pattern. And when we'd see the jets go over, it was always a great, wholesome feeling of pride, said Schmidt's wife, Lisa. Umbach said he felt a commitment to serve. It's sort of a patriotic thing. I feel like it's something that I should do, he said. But what befell in the skies over Kandahar on the eve of April 17, 2002, changed Umbach and Schmidt's lives forever and brought them to face a court-martial. This was only due to the go-pills. They were tactically reintroduced to the go-pills after being prescribed in 1992 by General Merrill McPeak, who was then the Air Force Chief of Staff. In my opinion, if you think you have to take a pill to face something that's tough, you're in the wrong business, McPeak said. Then, a tragic situation happened. Although the controllers in an airborne warning and control system plane overhead informed Schmidt to detain his fire against an enemy, he was uncontrollably convinced that they were under attack and abruptly let the bomb go. A combat sortie that's seven or eight or nine hours is very challenging. You have highs and lows, said General Daniel Leaf, a two-star general and a former combat pilot who was designated to defend the use of the GO pills. According to him, the pills prescribed to their military personnel on various missions were only given in small controlled doses. But no matter the dose, the drug was not approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to combat fatigue. However, the GO pills were listed by the Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA, as a Schedule II narcotic, just in the same class as cocaine. Leaf said they were not used for recreation. He described the GO pill as a medical tool. Our medical community has carefully evaluated their use, deemed it appropriate. I agree. I believe they're effective. I believe they're well-administered, he said. But that's not what Umbach and Schmidt pronounced when they arrived at their post in Kuwait. According to their defense lawyers, the pilots were advised by their superiors they could be found improper to carry out their mission unless they took the pills. Captain Mark Scoble, Umbach's military lawyer, voiced, 
These missions were at the limit of their pilots' physical and mental endurance, and these pills were required to allow them to do it. According to the U.S. military, pilots were allowed to sign up on a clipboard for six go pills at a time and were advised to use them as needed. But Umbach depicted that he knew the rules from this that he knew the rules from his civilian job that such tablets were strictly prohibited for commercial airline pilots. However, he and Schmidt used the pills on their April 17, 2002 night mission over Afghanistan space, about an hour before a fatal strike happened, according to Schmidt's defense lawyer, Charles Gittens. An hour after he took the pills, he would have been feeling the maximum serum level in his blood, Gittens said. It was then, under the full effect of the go pills, that he spotted fire near the Kandahar Air Base, as can be ascertained on the cockpit tapes procured by 2020. I've got some men on a road with a piece of artillery firing at us. I'm rolling in self-defense, Schmidt's voice was heard saying on the tape. It was only after Schmidt dropped the bomb that he was informed the target was not the enemy. The outcome? The bomb hit a squad of Canadian soldiers killing four of them and wounding eight. This was what the military referred to as friendly fire. The two pilots had not been informed the Canadian soldiers would be performing a night live fire training exercise in the area, even though the Canadian military had satisfactorily informed the U.S. military. A joint Canadian-American investigation blamed the two U.S. pilots for being too swift to open fire. Robert DuPont, a former White House drug czar, said the pills were taken by the two soldiers that might have prompted them to a quick conclusion that is wrong. He voiced that he wouldn't rule out that the go pills might have been a factor in the lethal incident. Nonetheless, the U.S. Air Force pronounced the go pills taken by Schmidt and Umbach as being accountable in any way. These men are patriots. These men were sent to fight a war and they were put in a situation where it's either take these pills or you don't fly, Scoble said. It's not a choice at all. Testing Modafinil Against Sleep In the early 2000s, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, funded a program aimed at studying natural alertness mechanisms like that of the white-crowned sparrow, which can stay awake for up to two weeks during migration. Its goal was to produce a GI a private soldier in the U.S. Army, who could go without sleep for seven consecutive days. In the same period, Aeromedical Research Laboratory, which is part of the U.S. Army, began testing modafinil, an anti-sleep agent discovered by the French firm Lafont and sold by Pennsylvania medicine maker Cephalon, under the brand names Provigil. How long can you stay awake on modafinil? It can keep users up for two or three days at a stretch, with negligible negative effects and minimal risk of addiction. Once administered, it takes about 30 to 60 minutes for its effects to kick in, and its duration of effect is about 12 to 15 hours. Modafinil is currently a smart drug, taken by nootropic enthusiasts as a cognitive enhancer. This medicine was approved by the FDA in 1999 as a remedy for sleep disorders due to narcolepsy, shift work sleep disorder, and obstructive sleep apnea. Due to modafinil's wider research, safety, and broader applications, medical specialists can prescribe it as a potent remedy for various health conditions outside its approved use. 
This medicine has been used to treat excessive sleepiness in patients with Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and multiple sclerosis. It's also been proven to help cocaine addicts kick the habit. There are other possible uses of modafinil that doctors can prescribe, such as ADHD, depression, myotonic dystrophy, age-related memory decline, post-anesthesia grogginess, multiple sclerosis-induced fatigues, cognitive impairment and schizophrenia, methamphetamine abuse, idiopathic hypersomnia, jet lag, apathy in the elderly, cancer-associated fatigue, and opioid-induced sedation, weight loss, etc. The French Foreign Legion administered modafinil in the Gulf War, and although the Pentagon didn't comment about their use of the drug, a majority of news outlets depicted that coalition troops were prescribed it en route to Baghdad in 2003. But the modafinil pill isn't just for the sick people and soldiers anymore. In 2003, Cephalon, a parent company, Teva Pharmaceuticals, submitted to the FDA a supplemental application that would give medical specialists a free hand to prescribe provisional medicine for lesser sleep disorders, such as shift work drowsiness. In those early days, without that approval by the FDA, modafinil began attracting a wider market. Students, truckers, top CEOs, IT professionals, and others used it as a cognitive enhancer, wakefulness promoter, and productivity booster. Public Reaction to This New Discovery In the mainstream media, the uncovering of a chemical that was key to a 24-7 society sparked predictable concerns and worries. But, provigil recreational pill had no appeal. Unlike amphetamines, which invigorate the whole central nervous system, modafinil does not jazz up users. It straightforwardly shuts off their sleep zones. It does not produce euphoria, something common in cocaine, or the bliss from ecstasy. It just suckers people to stay awake and benefits healthy individuals with enhanced cognition, improved memory, and other characteristics it comes with. The medical establishment from the Big Pharma was excited about Provigil exactly because it was the first stimulant with no outstanding perspective for abuse. The self-same research that led to the birth of stay-awake pills was believed to revolutionize the ideal remedy for sleep disorder conditions at the opposite ends of the spectrum, insomnia. Scientifically, modafinil's merit was in its precision. Although its exact mode of action is not thoroughly comprehended, modafinil affects only the urge to stay awake to the extent of promoting cognitive function, productivity, etc. Other companies applied the same basic breakthrough after modafinil. Cephalon, Neurocrine Biosciences, and a trailblazer in the field, Hypneon, were aiming to develop compounds similar but a lot more effective than Provigil. The effect? Some said that within a decade, continuous alertness pills could be available over-the-counter. The expertise of aiming at a specific receptor in the human body would likely lead the way to superior sleeping pills. Those looking for a restful night could easily find the medicine in any pharmacy, and for patients with chronic insomnia, a health condition affecting 20-40% to 40% of U.S. residents could be a thing of the past. About the Dale Edgar's Modafinil Researchers It's time for a revolution, voiced Dale Edgar, a joint founder of Hypneon, 
a neuroscience medicine discovery and development company established in Worcester, Massachusetts in 2000. Hypnion designs and develops novel therapeutics for the treatment of CNS disorders, remedies for sleep and wake alertness disorders, and circadian rhythm abnormalities. Dale Edgar is the ultimate medicine scientist whose comprehensive research on sleep has helped put down the groundwork for modafinil. About modafinil and other drug research, Dale Edgar said, The drugs will do for sleep disorders what Prozac did for depression. The Hypneon company used rats and mice as the test subjects for its new sleep-wake medicines. They kept a check on the results with a medicine testing system known as SCORE 2000. It was designed to receive radio signals and track reactions remotely over a network. The study monitored the habits of rats using data streaks across terminals, movement, vital signs, feeding habits, and, most salient, sleep patterns. Together with a colleague at Stanford, Edgar developed the system after a grant from the U.S. Air Force and the Department of Defense. They were in a quest of medical sensing applications for the U.S. troops in the field. Hypneon was so extreme in stealth mode that some scientists in sleep science study didn't even know it existed. Noticeably, Edgar made his mark way back in the mid-90s, under contract for Cephalon. He used an earlier model of SCORE to help perfect modafinil and make Cephalon one of the hottest innovators in the biotech world. In the early 2000s, Edgar and his team began to develop a line of anti-drowsiness pharmaceuticals that would position Hypneon in the same league as Cephalon. While modafinil active ingredient represented a breakthrough, Edgar said, the first drug in its class is rarely the best. At that time, his company was private while in preclinical development. Hypneon scientists didn't want to voice much about what the pharmaceutical company had in the pipeline. However, just as how Prozac was superseded by Paxil and Zoloft, Edgar believed Provigil would be substituted by finer wakefulness medicines. Back in the late 1980s, at a time when Dale Edgar first suggested that the brain's sleep centers were localized, public reactions to his research conclusions ranged from disinterest to contemptuous ridicule. Working under William C. DeMont, the founder of Stanford's Sleep Research Center, and a leading authority on sleep, sleep deprivation, and the diagnosis, as well as treatment of sleep disorders such as narcolepsy and sleep apnea. Edgar discovered that the suprachiasmatic nuclei, SCN, the part of the hypothalamus recognized in 1972 as the brain's biological clock, controlled not sleep in general, but wakefulness. While working with squirrel monkeys, Edgar learned that if one damages the SCN in animals, they mislay their ability to stay alert. Essentially, the SCN works as a tiny alarm clock that rings louder as the day wears on, then falls silent at bedtime. Despite Edgar's research, most sleep scientists in the field clung to the concept that sleepiness was only one cause and effect mechanism, and not a summation of two separate strong desires or urges. From his research contribution, he slowly won over the doubters, and finally published his unearthing in the Journal of Neurology in 1993. I went from university to university giving lectures, Edgar recollected, 
basically being a lobbyist. In 2000, Edgar and a colleague, Emmanuel Mignot, left Stanford to establish Hypneon. This company was later acquired by Eli Lilly and Company in 2007. With his car, he moved his family from Palo Alto to Massachusetts. I was scared to death, Edgar admitted. I'm a third-generation Californian, and I had a tenured position. Here I was moving cross-country to start something that might fail. The anti-sleep pills might grab the headlines, but tranquilizers, drugs used to reduce agitation, fear, anxiety, tension, and related states of mental disturbance, called hypnotics, would in due course help more users than Provigil. The global market for sleeping pills was considerably larger than Provigil-style wakefulness boosters. That's why Hypneon was on the pathway after the ideal insomnia medicine first. Over the years, the quest for perfect tranquilizers had steered down a little-known detail of addiction and overdose. In the 1970s, barbiturates, a class of sedatives and sleep-inducing meds, which are singularly dangerous, were substituted by the benzodiazepines like Valium and Librium. However, the BZDs, sometimes called benzos, became known for their negative effects. Memory loss, withdrawal, dependence, rebound insomnia, and sometimes paranoia, seizures, and depression. The principal insomnia medication, called Zolpidem, Ambien, isn't technically a BZD. However, it functions on the identical neural pathway, suppressing certain activity across the brain. At the Associated Professional Sleep Society's convention, held in Chicago in June 2002, researchers exhibited several novel non-BZD hypnotics. Most of those METs affected an already familiar stronghold of the brain, the GABA, gamma-aminobutyric acid, receptors, which meant they could have been categorized as scheduled narcotics. According to Edgar, as the GABA receptor pathways exist everywhere in the brain, the new non-benzomeds tend to feeble the lights across the entire CNS. In a search for a truly novel medicine in 2003, the Hypneon company was examining the brain's sleep-wake pathways to ascertain exactly which of them make finer targets for new medicines. In 2004, its first anti-insomnia medicine, dubbed HY2901, was supposed to be in Phase one trials. David Hangauer, a medical chemist, a professor at SUNY Buffalo, New York's number one public university, and an accomplished medicine designer, took Hypneon specifications and started making molecules, according to Edgar. By using the information obtained through SCORE 2000, Edgar's research team progressively whittled down the candidate compounds to a short list. Before, you'd take a large number of molecules, do in vitro tests, and see how they behaved pharmacologically, what the side effects were, voiced Edgar. Now, we're building the molecules, so there are no side effects to begin with. As stated by Edgar, the results would be meds with almost no potential for addiction or abuse. In 2003, another competing med was already in trials. The Japanese Takeda Pharmaceutical Company, the largest biopharmaceutical company in Japan, and a global industry leader in pharma, was testing Rometalon, Reserum. This drug was being designed to treat chronic insomnia and transient sleep. 
the company's goal was to find a remedy that would help its users to fall asleep faster. Hypnion was pursuing the so-called sleep maintenance meds that helped various individuals stay asleep, the problem for most chronic insomniacs, as opposed to falling asleep. It was believed that because sleeping could be more challenging as patients or healthy individuals aged, the smart pill market demand would grow as baby boomers, people born between 1946 and 1964, got older. In the end, with Edgar's revolution on modafinil research based on Hypneon's lab rodents, it was promising that individuals with sleep disturbances and other health problems would get an effective remedy and an opportunity to control the sleep patterns. However, in the early 2000s, the society was probably not ready for the new generation of sleep medications. The United States track athlete, Kelly White, was found using modafinil after winning two gold medals at the World Track and Field Championships held in Paris in August 2002. Why? It was revealed that Kelly was taking the medicine to combat narcolepsy. But the International Association of Athletics Federations, the sports entity body, was not content with Kelly White's use of modafinil and classified it as a stimulant drug and recommended she be stripped of her medals. Does modafinil show up in drug tests? Learn more from clicking on this guide. Should you take a smart pill to win a competition, boost productivity, or enhance your cognitive function? Modafinil is very safe if used by healthy individuals, but is best known for treating sleep problems and other health conditions. However, nootropic enthusiasts popularized it as a brain booster. How can you take modafinil? Well, it works better if you follow the prescription and instructions from a medical specialist. Modafinil is a time pill, and the best time to take it is according to a prescription. As to how to sleep on modafinil, it should not be consumed before bed or when preparing for sleep. Modafinil mechanisms keeps you awake for about 12 to 15 hours or more. Timing its use correctly is the single most effective approach you can exercise to ensure it doesn't keep you up at night. If you're a 9-to-5-er, the most appropriate time to take it is right after breakfast. For more info about modafinil, quickly acquaint yourself with modafinil FAQs by clicking this link.